Hey, this is H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode, bro. Wow. For the season. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy because we're on the fourth season. Do y'all understand? Let me get you a clearer perspective, my boy. The fourth season is about to be popping. Already popped it off with the chess personality first episode. You know what I mean? And then I even gave you a bonus episode. What else does H1 have in store? Well, I wanted to talk about the chess community. The chess community that I was raised around. Where the internet wasn't really that popular. But I played at these different spots. And I will be going over that. Sharing some stories. Because I just wanted to. I just wanted to do that. So that somebody can be encouraged. To be motivated. To learn how to play chess even more. And H1 is only here for the motivation. I'm here to make you a better player. I'm here to make you a contender to Magnus Carlsen. I'm here to make you better than Hikaru Nakamura, bro. I'm not here for anything else but to, but to make you a disrespectful player. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So the things I'm going to be going over like in, in a few sections, like... I attended chess clubs. I attended library chess sessions. Can't talk now. And I went to chess tournaments. And we're going to explore all those avenues in the next section. So let me put my plugs in because I always do. My Instagram is H1Chess. You already know. My YouTube channel is Chess Knowledge with the H1. I'm trying to hit that mug up. Come on. I know you can support me. You know, if you got some free time, no pressure. But, you know, you know, you know. My Facebook group is Chess Knowledge with H1. And let me repeat. No, I'm not going to repeat that. Y'all get it. Let's get to it. Hmm. Should I I still be acting this crazy? Yeah, this is H1. I'm still going to be acting this crazy. (laughs) If if you don't like this, then you're on the wrong podcast, bro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. H1 is going to touch on a few matters, a few matters about the chess community. And I'm going to give my perspective on the chess community. Now, this was before, like, let me see. When I started chess, it was 10 years ago. So this was before all the drama that's been going on the Internet with everybody else. What was the drama that was that was? I don't even care about the drama, but this was before all that. This was when chess was just chess, a beautiful game where it was ideas against ideas and no extra personal drama going on. Now, when I learned how to play chess from the beginning, it was cool. I attended a lot of things. I met a lot of people. I had many mentors 
And I don't even think that they knew that they was my mentor. And that's the way to learn how to play chess, you know, just learn from everybody to to get the right information. And I'm pretty sure you're learning from everybody because you're listening to this episode right now, trying to learn from H1 how to become a better chess player or be encouraged to become a better chess player or just listening to it just for the heck of it. Because, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe you just like my voice, you know, let me do some ASMR right quick. Hi, hey, hey, if this sounds good, then tell me how, just, just message me, you know, message me on Instagram and just be like, hey, bro, your voice was pretty cool during this section. But let me just, um, let me talk about my experience going to chess clubs. I went to many chess clubs and it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I used to help my brother at, at a young age teach at other schools at different chess clubs so I had that experience not only teaching but you know connecting myself with people that were even better than me or um uh, yeah that was that was pretty much it I was connecting with a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of kids so it was pretty fun I was at a young age I was about uh fifth I was in no not fifth it was sixth grade. It was sixth grade when I started helping my brother teach other kids how to play chess, like other kids that were um, in elementary school. But I was in middle school. I thought I was a beast in middle school. But I wasn't. And actually, teaching chess was my very first job. You know how much I got teaching chess at middle school? You know how much I got, bro? You know, on the down low, I got about like $75, bro, a month. And then it stopped. <laughs> you know, I it was cool. It was a cool little job and it was it was dope. Um, and actually, that was even with my brother when I started getting money because I started getting money when I was working with this um older gentleman. Um, we're gonna call him we're gonna call him um um we're going to just call him Dale. Now, um, when I, when I started working with him, I was in eighth grade. Now, my brother Patrick, <clears throat> I, I just wanted to hang around him. And he and he definitely took advantage of that. You know, he was getting paid and, and I just wanted to be around him. And yeah, I was I was teaching with him. And it was a lot of learning lessons. Um, it was a lot of um, things that I learned just from seeing my big bro teach. You know what's good for your chess? You know what's like good to help you like connect all the dots in chess is to just realize that you should be uh, repeating all these principles in your head. Repetition is good. You need the repetition to make sure that it is in your heart. So when you're looking at a lesson or you're like, I don't know, attending school or like a a chess course or whatever, don't be mad that it's something that you know. Just listen to it. Watch it again so that you can implement that in your next game. Because sometimes our human brain, the first time we hear it, it flows right through our head, you know, the first time. And then the second time, maybe it might get in there just a little bit, you know, maybe just a little bit, but it doesn't. And then maybe it just takes that third time where you, you know, you're like, oh, snap. 
That's how you do it. It clicks a lot better. Wow. That's dope. I remember a while back ago. This is now this at this time I was like in 11 11th grade. No, why did I say 11th grade? Like no, I was a junior. And I had this computer set up in my room and I had this program still called Chess Master. You, you remember the program that I talked to you about that was on the PS2? Yeah, I had it on the I had it on the computer too. And so I had it on the computer and in each night I would just play the lessons that Josh Wainskin was giving repeatedly, just playing all the lessons because they were so good and I didn't know how to play like him still. So I would just replay it. And that's when I had a lot of time to do so. I know life gets busy, but when you have the time, there's nothing wrong with repeating stuff, repeating lessons and whatnot. So as I was at these chess clubs, learning, teaching at the same time, I met a lot of people um, and it was cool. All the kids were pretty nice. Usually when you're in a chess club, the majority of kids are like, majority are pretty decent, well-spoken, smart, and everything. You know, you get the whole package. Not saying that if you don't play chess, you're not smart. That is not what H1 is saying. But they was well-mannered. You know, you still have those bad kids that's like one of the chuck a piece down the, down the hallway or chuck a piece across the room. But then you just like give them the right amount of discipline, put them in timeout or whatever. And uh, I wasn't doing that. My, my big bro dealt with that. But um, as you uh, see these kids transform, uh, sometimes I had the privilege of seeing these bad kids just transform into like these o- o- obedient, um, o- obedient kids, you know, that could take over the world if they wanted to when they grew up it it was a special moment and just meeting the parents how nice they were they were super supportive and their kids learning how to play chess even though it wasn't really that popular where i grew up which was definitely in the inner city of kansas city you know it wasn't really that popular so yeah it was it was cool it was dope now the first chess club that i was a part of that I was a part of personally was at my high school. Throughout my middle school years and throughout the rest of my life, before high school, I was never part of a chess club. There were some teams that wanted me to be on their team, but you know, it, it really never panned out. Usually people make false promises and things of that nature. But anyway, I had my first chess club in my high school. I still have those friendships. I still talk with them on Facebook. The team is connected. And when it wasn't chess club time, you know what we did? At my school, we had these, like, um, I forgot what it was called. It was every Friday, these fun Fridays, where we would get together and play Yu-Gi-Oh! and Super Smash Brothers. And it it was dope. It was dope. Um, And then... We were so nerdy that we wouldn't even play the like the original game of chess. We would change up the rules a little bit where we would play different variations like um, Fisher Random. I know everybody knows about Fisher Random or 960 chess. You can look that up on a computer or 
um, if you want to, if you want to like think about like a fun game to play with your chess team or chess club or with just family members, there's this game called Absorption Chess. Now, Absorption Chess was pretty fun because every piece that you captured, then the piece absorbs the the piece that you captured moves. You know, so if a knight captured the queen, that knight can move like a queen and still a knight too. It gets really complicated really fast. There's two types of <laughs> there's two types of absorption chess. There's one where um, every piece can absorb like a piece, even a pawn can move like a queen and stuff like that, and it gets crazy after that. And then there's a um, there's a variation where it, the pawns can't do that. You know, it, it's pretty unique. It's pretty unique. We was always playing buckhouse, and it was a pretty positive chess club we really didn't have any drama we had uh, a, a international master come in one time and play all of us in the simo i was mad that i lost and i still am because i should have won since i'm like the coach and the player and i've been playing chess for a while and i was like bro like why wasn't i experiencing this when I was in my younger years. Why couldn't I play you in my younger years when I was in my prime, bruh? But I digress. You see how when you're a chess player, you just always remember the losses? It's, it's a horrible feeling. It's horrible. And I just cannot explain why I remember all those losses. And then they he didn't even want to play me afterwards. Like, I wanted to play a few Blitz games. This is my personality, okay? If I lose to you, I want to play you again. And I'm going to learn each game. And I'm going to just calculate even more and put in the re- and put in the effort even more to get the result that I want. All I want is that one win. All I want is that one win, and that's why I'm pretty confident that you know if I had um if I had more opportunities to face these grandmasters, then I'll take them all. <laughs> H1 is going off the walls, bro. H1 is going off the walls. But anyway, I digress. I digress. That is my experience at chess clubs. So, in the overall thing about a chess club, what I've seen community-wise is that it's really positive. The parents are pretty cool. There are some parents at tournaments that be like that be doing too much, but at the same time they still love their kid with their whole heart, you know. So you really can't be mad at somebody like that, even if they are acting like a Karen or whatever term that is out here right now. And it's still it's still cool to see how the parents is just part of the kids lives and how the kids are um, gaining new friendships, getting out of their comfort zone, because I've seen shy kids become very um, extroverted. And it's a beautiful thing how chess brings people together just to end it off in a soapy manner okay next section h1 next section this is the waiting room segment chess jokes by h1 and the joke of today is why do some trees hate playing checkers because they are some true chess nuts. 
chest. Nuts. I know. I know. Thank you for listening. Come back. Hey, are you back? Are you listening to me? If you are, then please, please, please. And I I never really do this. I usually just get into stuff. You know what I mean? I usually just get into stuff without even mentioning. Oh, my goodness. I just bit my tongue. Like, seriously, like, I just bit my tongue. It was was pretty, it's pretty bad. I'm going to have to drink some water. I'm, I'm sorry. These episodes are really real. It takes a lot of effort to do these in one take. And I'm keeping this in there no matter what, okay? (laughs) But anyway, so I mentioned before that I used to go to library chess sessions every Sunday with my big bro. And I do think that the more people that you play, the more experience that you get, you will become a better chess player. And the chess community in the libraries what was that like seeing all these weirdos play chess you know i say that but i'm the biggest weirdo (laughs) i'm probably the biggest weirdo you will ever hear talk about chess so playing different types of players were pretty fun i played different type of openings different type of people that defend a lot attack a lot super aggressive just all different type of personalities that i would have never played if i was just sitting at home playing my computer and this is the thing that's different from playing computers is that when you're playing a human you're dealing with human thinking a hundred percent of the time you're dealing with logical people You're not dealing with an algorithm that is a bunch of ones and O's. You're dealing with a human that has emotions, that gets scared, that gets nervous, that gets mad after they lose, that gets happy after they win. And the more people that you play, the more you will have experience and knowledge in beating these people. Just spit the facts right quick. Um, in this experience, it gave me, um, it gave me the experience to learn different openings, to play different middle games, different strategies. And when I did get the chance to play tough opponents, I was ready because at these libraries, you never knew who would come. It wasn't like a scheduled thing. Of, it was random people. And these random people would come in. I remember that there was this kid that came in with his father that was a high schooler. And he was super strong. He was like 2000 rating. And I was like, bro, at this time in my life, when I was in sixth grade going through these libraries, I was only in sixth grade. And I was 1300 rated. You know, I wasn't that good. Smashed me. It was pathetic. And then... There's this interesting fellow that was a boxer, and yeah, he was he was really good. I got a few games, I got a few wins after ten losses. 
and that's a tough experience too the training was pretty excellent everybody was super supportive i like that after the game we used to notate a lot so um we used to go over the game see what we could have did better if your opponent was nice if they wasn't just going in to beat everybody then walk out they would explain some things and I got a lot of experience for having all these mentors around me. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of knowledge. Even though, you know, even if I beat you, I'm still learning something. You still have some knowledge, some human perspective that maybe I should take in. So these Sunday sessions, they really got me prepared for something that I'm going to be talking about next is these tournaments, these chess tournaments. And Chess tournaments is just a whole nother level of just of just anxiety. A lot of anxiety because before the day, before the day of the tournament, you don't know if you're going to lose all your games or win all your games or in the middle. You don't know if you're just going to win most of your games and then lose your last one so you don't get first place. Those are the worst ones ever because you already like you already won and then you just couldn't beat one opponent you know um having that uh, competitive spirit is pretty cool to have uh, if you don't let it get control over you you don't want to be like that angry person that hates everybody because you don't get first place um i never had a bad experience with someone not really I've seen people get mad over the board. I've seen a lot of this. I've seen um, this one person after I beat them. um, He he put his head on the on the table and he just sat there as I was like setting up the pieces. Really sad. But at the same time, nobody was rude and (laughs) nobody was unfair to me. And I probably didn't see it because I, I don't know. I never played those people, but I, I'm pretty sure it happened. And if it did happen, there was there was a good term. <laughs> Man, I can't talk right now. But there was a good tournament official that was there to make sure that the decision was right, that the justice is being displayed at the tournament. Every time I attended a, ter- a tournament, it was pretty professional, organized. But, you know, there was some parents... There were some people being loud and it, it did affect it just a little bit. It wasn't at every tournament, but at some, there were still parents sitting on the stands and being loud. Man, there was this one tournament where it was just super silent. And I, I don't know why, but they had us um, they had us sit right near the audience. And it was pretty quiet for a period of time until like somebody just had to pull out a Snickers bar and like just loudly open it. And it it was just annoying. It messes up your calculation. It it takes a lot. It takes a lot to play a chess game and to calculate and to visualize. And if somebody does that and you're all the way in the mode, it's kind of like, whoa, like you just messed up everything I had in my mind. Now I don't even know which variation that I was even considering because you messed it up. You messed up my concentration with the noise that you was displaying over there in the audience. Like, calm down. But 
um, there was a lot of people that helped me along the way, not during the chess tournament, but like mentoring me um, through losses. And since I had a lot of connections with going with my big bro to teach at schools, I knew all these mentors and they was pretty awesome. And I can honestly say that they made me the player that I am today, the better player that I am today. And I'm glad that those connections, I know half of them now still, and I really do thank them very much for that. Um, Other than that, yeah, those were my like in-person type of chess community things that I consider and that I consider to be a very precious thing that I should cherish for the rest of my life. But nowadays is different. Nowadays is different because we're mostly online. And honestly, I don't know if you can get that same precious feeling from online. I don't know. I don't know. It's another topic for another day. But being in person, seeing somebody across the board, playing them is way different than playing online. And I guess we're going to get into this last section talking about my online chess experience, the online community, and not only on chess.com or leadchess.org or any other platform, but on YouTube too. All these chess videos, see, see H1's insight on the chess community. Let's find out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So as I was listening to myself, what I was saying in the last section, I've noticed that I really never got off my chest what I was going to say before I bit my tongue. So this was what I was going to say. So, you know, I, I, I don't want you being anxious over there. It was like, uh, I don't, what am I missing out on? H one's going to say something. Why didn't he say it? I was just going to say, please follow, you know, not, nothing too serious. Just please follow the, the podcast so that you could be notified about when I, um, when I do an episode, that would be very good on your part. If you did that and you know who would appreciate you the most. Do you know who would appreciate you the most? H1. H1. (laughs) Okay, let's get on Chess Online. The Chess Online community. And let me just say this, that it's ruthless. And if you don't find the light in the Chess Online community, you will get eaten alive. Because there's a lot of rude people on the Chess Online community. Let me explain right quick. Let me explain. Have you ever... Have you ever played chess with somebody and you beat somebody like every single game and then they tell you or message you to kill yourself? Like, why? Why is people so rude? Why is people so mad? 
Why are people so negative? Misery lives with misery. But you got to see past that when you're um, looking at the chess online community because it's not all about that. If you just look at the negative, then you're just going to see negative stuff. But the overall picture of the chess community online is so much beautiful. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And I used to like hate on the, the chess online community so much when I was doing all this tournaments and stuff. But since I'm solely online, then I really got to see in these recent years how good it is. And honestly, it's better than what it used to be 10 years ago. Uh, a lot more opportunities, a lot more people you can connect with. Just based on my Instagram, like I, a lot of people, a lot of you who listen to this um, podcast, y'all are like really supportive. Y'all are really nice. And I appreciate like the comments of you saying that y'all enjoyed the podcast. And and I talked with some of you, some of you like just got into chess because you've seen the, the Netflix movie called um, the Queen's Gambit, and some of you just like stumbled on my um, podcast just out of random, you know, just chess knowledge with H one on your phone, which still surprises me because it's kind of like, wow, that's interesting that my my podcast is getting pushed out there to you who wanted to listen to something, maybe on your car ride to work, or just in the house, or with your kids. I don't know. But it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. I I love the chess community. And let me tell you why. There's chess groups. There's chess memes, which I love those too. And when the chess drama was going on and I was really hating chess at that point, I'm like, dude, what happened to the chess? There was still light into it because it brought a lot more people into the game. And now that I think about it, Every sport has drama. Why not chess? Why not chess have drama? You know, I, you know, I know real people are dealing with stuff, but if you're going to put it out on the internet, then, hey, my hands are tied, man. You, you should expect that you're going to get a real big backlash. And business wise, I, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And I. Man, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know any of these people. And I wish I can know some of these people because I really want to. I want to know all of them. I don't care about what beef they had. I just know that they're all human. And since they're doing chess full time, they are really good people. And I appreciate them because I don't know if they knew, but people like the Botez sisters. Um, I've been watching Chess Bra for a while. I've been watching Ben Feingold um, and even like all these people, Hikaru Nakamura, all these people, Magnus Carlsen, like lessons from all these people. Um, I'm trying to think of my heroes, um, Sarawana. Hey, I can't think of his name right now. Yasser. Yeah, Yasser. All these people were my mentors online and they they don't even know it. They don't even know it. And I wish that I can get like, maybe I can email them. Maybe, maybe I can, but I, I want to get one of them. That would be my dream to get one of them on this podcast pretty soon. Um, or in like the next year or so, you know, that would be awesome. But they was all my mentors and they don't even know it. Like a lonely black kid in Kansas City. And 
they live somewhere else far away from here and they don't even know it, except for Yasser. You know, you're you're just in St. Louis. You can drive down here. You know, you, come on, bro. You're, you're in St. If you're in St. Louis, come on, bro. Show some support. <laughs> Show some support. But the YouTube channels, the comments are pretty funny. It's pretty encouraging always. Um, there's a lot of positivity. More posi- positivity than negativity. That's just what I've seen personally. And these chess tournaments online is a good way to connect with people, a good way to play all types of people around the country. Like, wow, I can play somebody from India, Ireland, Canada. Man, it's getting so much bigger that. Wow. And right here, it just seemed like it was just a, it was just a small world. But it's so much bigger than that. And I I want to travel to these different countries and play chess. And hopefully I can um, put that on my YouTube and y'all can see this and just see how beautiful it is um, to see other cultures and um, other races and everybody come together to play this one game, chess. Battling it out, forming ideas, being themselves, playing buckhouse. I don't know. But an overall thing of this whole chess community is that it's cool. It's precious. I love it. Nobody's going to take me away from it. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. And Hopefully, you can see it too, that it's much more precious than you think. It's a lot of love that goes around. Yes, I said it. I used the L word. It's a lot of love. Even if you don't think that it's love, it's a lot of love that's going around. Look up the, look at the, <laughs> look up the meaning of love. Look it up. See what it is. I love all y'all, all you who listens, H1 do, y'all are the H1 fam, woohoo, <laughs> oh snap, okay. This is the waiting room segment, chess quotes by H1, and the chess quote of today is, If you're learning how to play chess, you better do it with friends and family because that is the most enjoyable. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is H1, and I would just like to say thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And another thing, too, hey, make sure that you're notified. Make sure that you follow. Keep notified, because I want you to be here when I drop an episode. So please be with me as I embark on this new journey, on this new season. Yes, sir. I know that all of you is with me. I'm excited. You're excited. Let's get to it in the next episode. Episode three. Yeah, episode three. 
H1 is going to be delivering episode three. Sneak peeks are going to be the middle game techniques, I guess. And then I'm going to be doing another visualization training session. So let's get to it. That's all I'm going to be talking about for right now. I will get into it a lot more in the future. Okay, thank you. H1 is out.